Hi, and welcome to CD Soundtracks, where creative people played their non-definitive Desert Island Discs. You're listening to an edited version of the live show that was broadcast earlier on Hoxton Radio. It's a music show, but we've cut most of the music out. Here are the bits in between. Now over to your host, Ruby Quince. Welcome, welcome to a balmy Tuesday uh, evening, post-work, 7 o'clock-ish. And it is the first of something new. I'm here with James Hoyle. Hello, good evening and welcome. And young Mr. Stu. Hello. This is, this is a show that um, is an extension, an appendage from non-deaf. Haven't really kind of, haven't quite worked out the name even, let alone the whole shtick. Um, uh, CD, uh, CD soundtrack, so what do you reckon to that? Like it. You like it? You're yeah, strong pun. The, the, the broad plan is, is that um, there's a bunch of amazing creatives that um, I've worked with or know, and we're just going to do little soundtracks to, just soundtracks from creatives who tend to be absurdly nerdy about music and surprisingly awkward. I mean, it was a masochistic exercise trying to pick ten songs, so thanks for that. It's um, it, I haven't slept a wink it, for about a week. Did it fill you with fear? Just like, well, oh my it, God, it's ten. I mean, where do, you, uh, where, do you even, where do you even start to get into it? So yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it, and it's, it, it's so horrific, I kind of... <laughs> I didn't, tr- I didn't even trust my own memory to think of like 10 of like my favourite songs, so I kind of shouted out a couple of friends, uh, and they were absolutely no use whatsoever. In fact, all they've done is take the piss uh, about a- any suggestions that I've made. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that, uh, friends of mine. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out about the long list <laughs> soon enough. In the background is uh, Fruit of Dreams. Which is going to become our, uh, I think it's going to become our, our little kind of uh, bookend to this mm-hmm. new, interesting, not worky thing, but a kind of like a creative soundtracks, semi-worky. Stu's feeling it. I know, it feels sort of like uh, early Disney. It, it's got that vibe, vibe yeah. You know? A little bit of tension. Mildly psychedelic. I, I think it was mildly psychedelic. Mm. So we're going to come straight into the first tune. No, no bones about it. Um, so James, so just to give a bit of context... Um, James is uh, your creative director at uh, an agency. That's correct. Who? That is correct. You happy saying who? Yeah, Tim Mann. Yeah, Tim yeah. Mann. And the, um, the, yeah, Tim Mann. Tim Mann. Tim. <laughs> and uh, we find the heart in everything we do. That's why we're called Tim Mann. Is that? Oh, is Plug. that the shtick? Boom! Yes. Like it. There you go, boss. That's I, for you. I haven't even got. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worked at an agency that's got a nice slick line like that. That's very nice. Find the heart. Oh, wow, I'm a it's bit nothing to do with me. That was, uh, you know, it was. It was yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice. I like it. Do you know what? I'm impressed. Yeah, it's good. Properly impressed. I think remembered why. So that's, that's a good start. So I just said to James, um, well, uh, we'll talk about how I bullied him into this <laughs> later on, but ten, tr- ten tunes, just, just, just do your own, just find ten tunes you love, and we'll just kind of, we'll just chit-chat. And the first tune you've put up there is uh, Controversy by Prince. Yes, which felt very apt, bearing in mind the job we're in. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can sort of... Re- so I can kind of remember, like, like I'm not a huge Prince fan, but I, I sort of, I remember when, like, Musicology came out, that album, and I was like, right, I'm going to literally, I'm going to deep dive, I'm going to go and literally learn everything I can. And there's just too, it's too much. There's just, the output is insane. Like, if you, someone needs to work out, like, how often over the course of his life, like, he must have been recording a song, like, every other, like, seven minutes. <laughs> it's just, it's too, it, it's too much. So... And those first couple of albums were just, in, like, just bonkers, just crazy, 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 crazy music. But somehow 
mainstream. It's insane. Also, and also, what I l- sort of love about that period is sort of this is kind of my you know my formative years, if you like. Is there was always a sort of the, the Michael Jackson versus Prince kind of like sort of like camps. Which one are you in? And you couldn't really be in both. And something that's I guess kind of been part of mu- like sort of my musical kind of like history, whether it was Oasis and Blur, Duran Duran, Spandau, or what. They don't, I was just thinking, you just don't get that anymore. Like, just, they just don't, you know, you don't get the smash hits. I don't, actually, Versus, yeah. which I kind of, I kind of sort of miss that sort of faux rivalry. It is quite it a was, nice thing, actually, yeah. You think it made, it made the, like the nine o'clock news, didn't it, when Country House got to number one ahead of It Oasis. did, like, yeah. That's... Uh, that won't happen again, will it? I'm sure, uh, you know what, I'm sure there's other things like that brewing. I'm sure there's some sort of Bieber versus Elish, although they're different generations. I, th- I feel like, for the most part, I read a thing the other day about trend, like sort of tr- subculture, there's trends in quote-unquote young people at the moment, and just that it's a lot more fluid now. So the idea, I think, of camps sort of dividing yourself, being defined by one thing is, is sort of like a, a dead duck to a certain degree. Yeah, mm. Well, let's play Controversy and find out why Controversy in a moment. do for now but give the track a listen on spotify what a groove i mean if that isn't the groove then i don't know what is you said if uh, you had to be in the michael jackson or prince camp i never seen it like that actually before but yeah. i think for me well, in retrospect it seems obvious but even then it seems obvious yeah yeah i mean it's just a great 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 record and, and i think oft forgot that one um i wanted to try and pick something that had a bit of a groove like throughout um, and I thought, well, what, what, better, what better way to start? And, al- and also kind of like one of the other ins to this whole kind of like, torturous sort of process of picking 10 songs is like, okay, where'd you start? Okay, so like pick an icon. Um, and, you know, th- that's almost impossible because, you know, you're into 30 before you've even kind of started thinking about it. So, but I just thought, well, we'll go for that one. And there is a, t- there is a sort of a tenuous public relations leap there. I, I mean, give, I, it, give us, give well, us. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> sort of, I mean, yeah, there yeah, you go, I mean no, no, no PR is bad PR. I mean, <laughs> as I get older, I think I'd probably even subscribe to that anyway. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it's, it, it is just, it is just such a groove. It is such a groove. It's a beaut. And next up, you've got um, Bronski Beat, which you just, you just build to us as the yeah, greatest dance Yeah, record. so I think this is the greatest dance record ever. That is a claim. Um, it is a claim. I think it, it can hold a torch to any other. Um, I thought about going in with like a whole bunch of other kind of like early rave stuff, you know, again, from my kind of my, my formative years. But this is a, like, I, I, I can remember this record. Like, you know, obviously I go back to Top of the Pops for all of these records in a sense, um, whether it be the video or them in, in, you know, in, in the studio with those really slim. I used to think those really slim, like, pencil mics were oh, so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. if I ever go on top of the pops, I want the slim, kind of, like, Tony Hadley pencil mic. I just thought, yeah, I could rock. You just I think, think of, you just think of was like sharp, six. You just think of sharp shoulder pads, oh. don't you, when you, when you see you, that mic. You just, like, a really light touch. 
Um, but I, but I, I, I remember this song and I obviously didn't get it. Like, and as I've gotten older, it's just become such a fantastic record that I never tire of, of listening to. And, and I, I, at this point, I have to shout out to Six Music, which has absolutely soundtracked my entire lockdown. I mean, I've always been a listener anyway, but it's on almost 24-7 at home. And they played it this morning. So Lauren Laverne played it this morning. And I was on my bike. I stopped at Borough Market. And it came on. And immediately, I was going, I've got, like... I hadn't, I hadn't told you the records at that, at that point, so I was like, right, that goes in, because it, it is the best dance record of all time. It, I mean, it's a monster. The, um, how old do you reckon it is? What is it? I reckon 80... 83? Two? Yeah. Ooh, so oh. I'd have been four if it's... That's crazy. My age. That's insane, you isn't were, it? You were older, weren't you? Just a couple of years. <laughs> Just a couple <laughs> of years. You were always in long trousers. <laughs> I was already a dad. <laughs> in the background, Bronski beat. <laughs> Shame to cut that short, but them's the rules. For um, for a collective that have been doing what we've been doing, Stu, uh, seven years. Seven years. Seven years long. <laughs> we, we, we tried. We tried to. We just started putting numbers on the other day. We just arbitrarily went with almost three hundred, didn't we? But it's about three hundred shows. Yeah. Um, and yet still, I managed to knock the record on and do a goof. Uh, I, I just. This is how we roll. <laughs> Apologies, listeners, but you know it's Bronski Beat, Small Town Boy. You can find it. You know the tune. So um, we've got a tune coming up, but just while we're, kind of while we're here, just kind of generally feigning um, uh, interest in the, the original theme of what it's like to be someone who comes up with ideas for a living. I guess um, it'd be interesting, uh, I was just saying to Stu that when so, if you're someone who has to come up with ideas for a living, it's quite a kind of emotional, heart-wrenching thing quite often, right? That you find. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, even the not so good ones, and there's plenty of them. There's there's still plenty of you in it. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, if you think of that record, like when they first came up with that, and to be some of you said, this is how the vocal's going to go, and right from the outset, it's just like a, an emotional kind of like I don't know, like juggernaut, and, and a vocal performance. It's like un- unbelievable. I'm like I'm, I'm infinitely kind of jealous of that type of like talent and kind of like output. And what we're saying, uh, what we said earlier on, is that. Unlike what feels to be the case with a lot of music uh, at the moment, th- there is no, even if you haven't seen the video, which is obviously a story, the song feels very definitely like a story with a middle, you know, a kind of start, middle and end. Oh, right? yeah, you're on that, you're on, you're on that platform. You know, even if you don't know that in the video he's stood at a train station with a, you know, with a small black case, you, you're there, you were there with him. I've made that my shtick recently, actually. I've just kind of, maybe not even when I'm actually presenting ideas, but just kind of when I'm working them out, I kind of, you know that, have you read that book, um, Into the Woods? John York, not like a massive bookie or anything, but he's a guy who's a scriptwriter. He, write, you know, he was the head of scriptwriting for the BBC, and he said, just basically, stories are really simple. It's the same, same thing again and again. The village is okay, and something goes wrong. Someone goes out of the village to go and find the cure, 
to fix the village. They meet a mentor, helps them on their journey, they find the Holy Grail, try and bring it back to the village, fight the baddie, bring it back to the village, fix the village, the village is fine. That's just the story. It's always the same thing again. again. And, and it's become this kind of thing <laughs> that I do. <laughs> Go again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's something I've done, I, I, I've just started doing again, and I just kind of, after I read that book, which I loved actually, I got really into it, because it wasn't like he was like passionate about stories. He was almost like, yeah, I just do this every day, and just the, f- just, just the same every day. It, it was just like formulaic, yeah, wasn't it? You it was know, just like, yeah. It's sort of, you know, you can apply the same three or five act structure to any successful film of the, la- or, you know, film or book, or story of the last, you know, 2,000 years. Probably the case. Have you got any little tricks like that that I can steal from you, James? Yeah, that's really the premise I of mean, this. I'm just coming to I steal mean, people's tricks. Give it away the tr- the, tr- the trace. No, not not really. I mean, I think you're trying to look for something of a sort of a flip, aren't you? That's that's the kind of the, the sort of the the rule I live by. Like, what's the flip within within the idea, or you know, and how wide can you go before you kind of bring it back into something that sort of makes sense, just to find some inspiration? Because when you, I guess, when you, unfortunately, when you're dealing with the sheer quantity of Id- of ideas that we're asked to kind of churn out. You've, you've got to kind of go to something so you know and I think that the, the wider you go sort of the, the better they'll be at the end of the day um, just in terms of your inspiration or, or your frame of reference or, or how deep you go so as well sometimes like your own your own personal experiences like can you find something that, that, that really meant something and then turn it into something that will mean something to someone else um, I mean that is I mean that, that you know, I've given, up, given away the Sort of special the, the, the family, sort of <laughs> the, the, the family bronze there. I mean, you've kind of <laughs> family bronze. <laughs> it's kind of like you said earlier on with the, just even the playlist. I mean, I don't even know how many tunes were in your playlist originally, but I'm going to guess there were at least 30, 40 at some point. And you thought, I, oh, I just, do you know what? I just, I tried to not get into that kind of horrible position where I was trying to edit. Um, I just felt, do you know what? There, I was going to pick either icons or like what's the best record I can possibly think of that's in this genre or what really means something to me or. You know, what's the band I've seen most live and kind of the song I've sung loudest clinging on to a bunch of mates or whatever it, sadly, whatever it, it might be. So it, it's an unashamedly poppy, yeah. um, I guess, kind of edit um, curation of records. But I hope that they're all, they're, all, they're, all, they're all pretty good, I think. So what does uh, Dusty, Dusty Springfield mean so, to you? So, so this is a, a bit of a... There, there's no cool story to this. Uh, it's a very personal story in, in many respects. It, it's kind of one of the Christmas family favourites at the Hoyle household. I think it's, it's my brother's wife's mother. So, Nanny Pat, if you're listening... Yeah, it's good to have you with us. Um, it's, it's her favourite song of all time. Um, and again, it's, an, it's another, it's just a beautiful record. Like, I absolutely love it. And I just thought, well, what, you know, what have I got that might be a little bit interesting? Um, and this definitely qualifies as that, I think.
Whoa there, we don't want to break the rules. What era Dusty is this? The 80s. The 80s. 80s, Dusty. yeah. It was, I can see the video now and it was like incredibly soft folk, almost so soft focus you couldn't tell who <laughs> was in the video I think lens flare I think she was wearing, wearing a kind of a sort of a black sparkly kind of like mm. jack, jacket with some serious shoulder pads and a kind of like a feather cut around the face and dark eyeliner thin mic maybe yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's gotta be gotta be any self-respecting artist uh, but we were just talking about um, I guess how strategy guides creativity which often it in this in that business that their business it has to um, and I was just wondering whether too much strategy, too much, you know, I guess it's too many parameters and things like that can mis can be misguiding if to, towards finding an idea that is, you know, worth its chops. Do you find that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, ab absolutely. I mean, the question is, is, it, is too much logic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Contrary or is, to you know, just coming up with a, an idea. Is it sort of a, a, a level of ignorance preferred or I would say? I don't know. I mean... It's great to have. I'm, I'm lucky. I work with some like really great strategists, and they have a really good logical way to say, "This is the thing we're saying. This is the thing we're doing." So you kind of know you're on the right path, right? But you find yourself kind of building a little box around what you want to do, and you kind of want to jump around for a little bit and then come back to the box. But sometimes you can find yourself in that box quite quickly. I don't know if you find that. Well, yeah. I mean, often it depends on the strategist. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I guess we we sort of live in a world of data and insight, don't we? So it's it's hard to ignore it, um, and it, it's you know it is it is the f the first part of the answer, um, mm. and, and I think that that often helps. I, I'm just trying. I'm racking my brains. I'm sure there was. I, I can't remember if it if it was exactly this. So apologies if this is incorrect, but it, it's kind of almost correct. Is I think when um, Dr. Dre set up an ad agency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in New York, they, um, they 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 talked about the fact that if you were if you were data led, you were already behind, which I think is a really interesting kind of thought in in a sense because they were so culturally connected and so kind of I guess kind of setting the trend. And there's no mm. data on that because they haven't thought of it yet. So let the creatives, you know, think about what it could be, and mm. then let's just see if 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 they will is, if they will come. Is that, <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a common tug of war? Then between sort of a, a creative member of a team and a strategist. No, 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 no. Quite you the opposite. Know, and then you, you want to meet in the middle. Uh, actually, the about you, but that's the thing I've longed for long in agencies. Good yeah, strategists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to write. It's hard to write the question and answer it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you always want someone to sort of yeah. set set you the, the challenge, and then you can then come at it and then kind of back it up. You know, or, or, or try and get someone excited about it, mm. or, or or just have a sort of an arm wrestle or a, or a sort of a, a fist fight. It's kind of either a way. There's kind of a difference, <laughs> though, isn't there? There's, there's there's difference between um, like the right logic to give you like a springboard, and there's and there's logic like logicking every idea into something that's really logical and makes tons of sense and is really obvious because then that's where it goes the wrong way right yeah you can, you can you can logic someone can logic you out of a good idea yeah because it's like well you know that would never happen you know uh why would anyone um want to hire someone interesting to uh, uh, and bold and creative who rides a horse uh to to, to push old spice i don't know, I don't know why yeah I yeah that, you know yeah. what i mean yeah or it can it can be reducted down to something that just suddenly that it, you know it, there's no charm or, or no kind of like sense of like place or timing 
you know, so, if, that's if you go like, I think if you go too far down that kind of that logical mm. route, it's like, you, you know, you need something that feels human at the end of the day. Also, also often you, you see like ideas that take off and you think, God, there's just no predicting that, you know. I can't think of an example, but, you know, something just so nonsensical. You see this in advertising quite a lot, yeah, right? So in like, advertising you know, particularly, they've got to push it to the like, to get your attention. To like, like, utterly the, like the meerkat thing, you know, like... Yeah. I, I don't know, like, that's almost, it's almost like an idea you could just laugh off the table, you know, but it's been running and running for years. It's true, it's true. I still don't fully get it. But <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's based on a sort of a pun. Isn't oh, it, it is just a pun, yeah, I, I mean, think. Okay. But like, then, it's a pun that's got score. Yeah, it's a dad yeah. joke that's yeah. run wild. Yeah. 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 In, in, insert 20 years worth of work later. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Um, the next song up is uh, Kendrick. You got any rhyme or reason for this? Or you yeah, just like it? so again, I was, so I mean, I could have done a whole you know, three hours on kind of like hip hop that we've, we've known and loved. And, and I guess this is my kind of like my alternative kind of like protest against today's kind of version of it. Oh my God, I sound old of kind of mumble rap trap. So I was thinking this is kind of like a, 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 a perfect middle ground of like what, what hip hop should be. Dark party music with an unbelievable hook and, and some lyrics that kind of you can even decipher. He was a revelation. I know that that Section 80 mixtape that came out, it was just like, oh, wow, this is a new guy who's just feels really authentic and above everything else. I, I, I believe in him a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just thought it, it fitted, kind of fitted in nicely. And I thought, OK, yeah, that was a good, that was a good track to pick of his. Pull up. Frank, Frank. Headshot. Frank, Frank. Sit down. Frank, Frank. Stand up. Frank, Frank. Pass out. Frank, Frank. Wake up. Frank, Frank. Fade it. Frank, Frank. Fade it. Now I done grew around some people living their life in bottles Granddaddy had the golden flats, backstroke every day in Chicago Some people like the way it feels, some people want to kill their sorrow Some people want to fit in with the popular, that was my problem I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a vow soon That I'ma get fucked up, filling up my cup, I see the crowd mood Changing by the minute, and the record on repeat Took a sip, then another sip, then somebody said to me Nigga, why you baby sitting on it? Okay, you get the idea. You can catch the whole playlist on the site. There, there was a far too long list, wasn't there, particularly over the last 18 months, but this was my gone too soon kind of pick. Um, the legend that is Andrew Weatherall. So I, I, I've all, I, I mean, I've, everything he touches was incredible. Um, I picked this track because it wasn't as obvious, maybe, as some of, of, of the others, like a Mundy's remix or, or obviously Screamer Dedeka. And I, because I, and I love the sanity, and so it's like a perfect storm. And um, it's, uh, he, I have a poster of his um, on the wall at home, which is basically sort of his face, a beautiful man he was, lovely big beard. Um, something to aspire to but uh, he's kind of he's well known within the industry because he kind of was sort of the, the DJ's DJ you know you always hear that a lot he was the yeah. DJ's DJ um, the most amazing eclectic mix of records um, not afraid to play it a kind of uh, that kind of that, that that sort of foundation of a sort of a dub kind of sound that he can apply but not too it doesn't overdo it it's just, uh, the balance is perfect anyway, so the, the, the kind of the mantra that he kind of lived by was that it was kind of like fail we may sail we must love that and um, it kind of felt apt it, 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 and I could sort of see a bit of that in, in my own kind of line of work in a way as, as you know in, in my own tiny tiny way it's kind of a little bit like like what we do when we kind of 
put put an idea out there because of course we're not we're not we're not always broadcasting like you know an ad agency we, we're kind of we're, we're reliant on a, on a com- on creating a conversation and that's a two-way thing right so it's not just like here it is beautifully crafted broadcast out we're done congratulations it, it, you're going to get something back from it so in it, you know and, and you don't know always what that is is going to be that, that need to sort of be prepared to no one wants to sell in any degree of failure but uh, that that need to relinquish control a little bit and accept that it might not be exactly the path that you've you've mapped out is, oh. is a tough one to sell to people yeah right? it is but you've got to get I mean you've, you've got you've got to get used to it I know you were going to we were going to maybe talk about stuff that you think you know should have been you know what was the idea that you had that never was and like yeah. I always think like when you like I said before when, when you're kind of churning out so many you, you can't you can't form that sort of attachment and nor should you actually because every time I've ever gone back to anything even when I thought it was an absolute cast iron banger I'm like you can read a few of these PowerPoint slides I'm like, that wasn't that good no wonder <laughs> <laughs> also it's quite I mean what you said is interesting to me because it's kind of like the idea of you know uh in terms of you've got, I guess you've got to err on the side of failure almost to, you know, I feel like there's a, there must be a Venn diagram of like failure and success. And in, like in the middle, perhaps there's the, the, the best ideas are the ones that are like, you know, sailing closest to the wind. Yeah, I mean, safe safe is never exciting. Like, just never exciting. That's, it's just, it ends up being yeah. a logical response. Got, got flirt with disaster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're kind yeah. of provoking a re- you have to provoke some kind of reaction like you, you kind of you take a few people hating something for, for more people loving it rather than people being met or mm. or, or kind of completely un, 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 unbothered by it so yeah that, I think that's where you get that you do definitely get that tension you're right yeah. in the background I mean, we've been talking over a lot of it but this is uh, Only Love Can Break Your Heart the Andrew Weatherall remix Hold on, back to the chat. Good that one. It? It's good. Yeah, we only played a little bit because it, it's kind of a, it's nine minutes of you know Andrew Weverall noodling, doing what he does so so well, and just taking on a little bit of a journey. But it's one, it's one for, it's one for you to take home and enjoy in, in the garden. You mm, know, Sunday absolutely. afternoon, give it, t- taking the whole nine minutes. Yeah. But then we got onto the subject of Ian Brown. Yeah. So this is, I mean, so this is kind of like my fanboy moment. You know. I would say he's my all-time favourite, um, and I deliberately didn't pick a Roses track. Um, I mean, that would have been sort of a bit too easy, and also I didn't go too kind of nerdy with with Ian Brown either. So I, d- I can just remember like I, like it, the, the, the sort of the love has been long, and I've seen him many <laughs> many times, you know. And unfortunately, you know, you, you're you're so busy seeing the records that you, you can't hear him anyway. But um, but but net net like it, this record is like perfect in a sense of like it floored me when it came out like everything about it from from the video to the sort of the strength of the opening with the strings. What was the video? I can't remember. It's I remember him, it coming it's out. him on a kind of customised chopper, but running backwards through Soho. So oh. you kind of pick up like Broadwick Street, and he it, he moves through, and it's it's just it's it's a, it's magic. The idea is magic. So the idea of this song is magic. If ever there was a song that was an idea as much as it was a song, I think it's this one. You know, the kind of like the copywriting of it, F-E-A-R, you know, every kind of verse, whether it makes sense or not, it doesn't matter. It's amazing. Um, it makes him sound like the best singer of all time. 
that I mean that is a feat in, and, is, of, yeah. in, in and of yeah. itself and 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 the tune is just it's just fantastic so it, it is one of my it is one of my all-time favorite songs I think so I had to go in there you go let's just, just let's just roll with it this is uh, in brown and f-e-a-r for each your the whole song but this is edited for spotify there you go that yeah. was uh, in brown your hero yes i mean i would I, I sort of never want to meet him that would be too much and also the sort of like the crushing disappointment if he wasn't kind of nice to you so I, like god may i never actually stumble across him somewhere i think he lives in bayswater i, I don't go there very often yeah i think yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's slightly disappointing. I want him to live in Manchester. No, I, I don't think he's lived. I don't think he's lived in Manchester for years. <laughs> right. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been a while. But yeah, that last scene. Like, Ian, if you're there, ring in. Let's know where you are, mate. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, last last scene, Bayswater High Street. There you go. And so next up, you've got Shed Seven, which is another of that era. Yes. So I, I am sort of showing my age, which is, I think, fine. Um, <laughs> and Stu and I were talking about this earlier about where. So where would the Sheds come in kind of like that list of bands from that kind of like? Is that, is that what they're known as, the Sheds? That we, to, to their faithful, yeah, Stu, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. absolutely known as Sheds. And um, are they from Leeds? They are from Sheffield's. York. Oh, York. That's it. Yes, yeah. York. Um, and I, I don't know if York's sort of particularly famous for its kind of. Musical heritage. I can't think of any other bands from. It's a good point, actually. Yeah. A lot of pub, they're probably a lot, lot of pub, bands. A lot of pubs. Yeah. But I don't know about a lot of bands, but um, yeah, where would they sit in that kind of that? I feel, l- that I list? feel like they sit behind. They, they probably sit behind like Ocean Coliseum. I would, I would say that's a diss. Oh, I feel like I feel like you were like <laughs> winded for a moment. Then I felt like I felt like that's just genuine <laughs> physical pain. I think their 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 back catalogue, like as a band, I think their back catalogue is, is is incredible. So every and I, and I think they they're kind of very comfortable with the fact that they're sort of adored by an awful lot of middle-aged men, uh, and you know, <laughs> and every and, 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 and me being one of them, um, along with most of my friends uh, for our sins, and and it's sort of it, they, they they so they do a kind of a sh- they do sheds Every uh-huh. every other year they tour the sort of the greatest hits of Shetter, and there are many, many, many of those hits, Joe. <laughs> far, far more than Ocean Colour Scene, uh, in my in my in my, in my opinion. But yeah, they're, they're kind of, they seem to be comfortable with with the fact that people just people of a certain kind of era absolutely love them, and, and, and that's that's it's so. I reckon I've seen them the most, and I think they're they're, they're probably my favourite band of all time. You've seen the mo- you've seen live quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every other year, I'm there. Oh, really, it's like a regular. You've yeah. got like every year's t-shirt. Yes, yes. I, so, no, I don't. I never buy the t-shirts.
have to snip this out. There's been a lot of debate about Shed 7 and where they sit in the, uh, the, the pantheon of Britpop. <laughs> yeah. Stu? I mean, it's just my own personal experience. I, I mean, uh, you know, bear in mind, I'm, I'm a few years younger than you both. So my entry into Britpop was, you know, I was wet behind the ears still. Probably didn't have the cultured palate, you know, to appreciate <laughs> it at the time. But I, I put them kind of like tier two, three. Where's that in football in terms? Sort of, you know, bottom, Brent- bottom end of the championship. Brentford? No, Brentford have just made it to the Prem. So, have they? Uh, yeah. Okay. They just got into the Premier League. But, you know... It's a big debate, so you know. I don't want. To, I've opened up a can of worms. Let's close. Let's close that. Can. I've got respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the next tune because I didn't recognise the name, but then I recognised the tune. So I think you will recognise it. Um, it. This is kind of like the sort of the lockdown soundtrack, or rather, the sort of the hopefully coming out of lockdown soundtrack. It's a real. It's a. It's an absolute belter of a dance record. Um, and I wanted to get a few, a few in with a, like a groove, as I said. And it's, yeah, it's just listen to the lyrics, and that's all you need to do. It's Fred, Fred and Gen featuring Blessed Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, Mera. Sounds good to me. All these things that we took for granted. We've lost dancing. show at rubyquince.co.uk Fine, that synth is great. It is truly marvellous. Um, yeah, don't, don't take my word for it. I think, I remember the first time I heard it, I was on my bike actually and um, I was, I, I think I got pretty sort of teary list, listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. I had headphones in so you're obviously kind of getting it in a in all, it, in it, all its glory, but yeah, it's, it's a, that that I think that particularly and, and the Bronski beat record are, are the most kind of emotionally charged selections here. Some of the others were more okay, a little bit more rational in terms of relationship or relation to the job, or a bit of a kind of a link there, or, or, or something personal as a favourite. But those those two in particular, are like what, they're just brilliant ideas. So um, the the penultimate song is uh, Depeche Mode. Why did you choose Depeche Mode? Yes, well, I mean, obviously, good Essex boys. Of course. I hope you appreciate that but, one, but Ruby. Where will the best people come from? Yeah, um, I, th- I think cruelly underrated in their home kind of country. I think they. I think I've read. I think I've read that. I think they feel that. Um, bear in mind how many records they must have sold in the states. It will be million. A huge. They were huge. Like they like they one of the few bands that could sell out a stadium anywhere in the world at the drop of a hat with a new record. The
Whoa there, we don't want to break the rules. We're going to roll into our last, last song, which is Amory, One Thing, and you should explain why you, you like that. But before you do, so thank you ever, ever, ever so much for being the guinea pig for the first of our... Um, Again, I say again, CD soundtracks. I, I think we've just fallen into this. I'm, I'm feeling comfortable with this. Yeah. You, you are, you yeah. guys are as well, yeah. aren't you? I she, think it's... She's not in. Yeah, I've just... I, I may live to regret this, but I think it's going to be that. We've got to put a name on this at the end of it, so there it is. There you go. So thank you ever so much. I know it was a bit of a trauma to do this last minute. I did bully you into it, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of... Was, at first, I was like, right, I need to give myself like six weeks to do this. And then I thought <laughs> that... I think that, that would have literally been the worst six weeks of my life. So I thought in the end, <laughs> I'll do it with kind of less than six days notice just to get it get it out you of the way you can enjoy this summer now get, yeah. <laughs> yeah get it get it get it get it done um because again you just like you said you just can't spend too much time thinking about this but it is it is it was a, as torturous as it was it, it was a really genuinely lovely exercise because you know particularly the time we've just yeah. you know had you know this 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 music has kind of gotten us through certainly gotten gotten me through so you know i thoroughly recommend kind of writing down whatever those 10 songs are it, it feels good, yeah. It's a beautiful selection, right? Absolutely. Re- really, really tight show and like just a beautiful, broad range of tunes. Dynamite stuff. So to finish off, we're going to roll it out with uh, Amory, uh, yeah. One Thing. Yeah. J- in my opinion, one of the best pop songs I, I can ever remember. It's like the, the, it's the perfect idea put together. It's like, the, it's just, yeah, you can't get better. When the drums come in and the vocal kind of hits, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's utterly uplifting. So it's let's go out on that. Adios, thank you, dude. Really appreciate it. It's been a blinder. James Hall from Tin Man. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your ears. They're beautiful. You can hear the whole show on hoxtonradio.com or find the full playlist at rubyquince.co.uk slash CD soundtracks. Get in contact on Twitter at RubyQ or subscribe to Non-Deaf Soundtracks on Spotify. And until next time, you just keep on having magical ideas. Yeah.